You're listening to Haunted Attraction and Horror Galore Podcast. Brought to you by USA Haunt Search and Halazona. Sponsored by United Zombies of America. UZA's Sinister Sin. UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction. Haunting with Heart Documentary. Beneficiary Oddity 13. Today's episode is really special. Today is our Halloween special. So, today we're going to be reading from a very, very scary book. And this is a book that I loved as a kid, and I still love today. It's one of the only books I've actually read multiple times in every page. Not If you know me, I'm dyslexic, so I'm not really big into reading, so it's kind of a big deal when I liked a book and I would read it more than once. So, that being said, let me tell you a little bit about the book. The special book that we are reading today is called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And this is the three books to chill your bones set. So there's three different scary stories to tell in the dark books. So this one has all three of them inside of one, but you can buy each one separately, all three. But yeah, I have the special where I have all three in one. So yeah, scary stories to tell in the dark. Three books to chill your bones. And the book is made by Alvin Schwartz. The amazing and very disturbing and interesting photos that, again, that's kind of what drawed me in as a kid was the photos, but the stories were just as good as by Stephen Gamble. So Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble are the two creators or the masterminds behind Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. If you have never read the book or don't own the book, get it. It's a good book. It's fun. It was very controversial when it came out because some people said it was too dark and scary for kids and stuff. And really, it's just a book. But it is a good book. I like it. I liked it as a kid. I love it today. It's a really good book. We're going to be reading just a couple of stories out of this book for our Halloween special. That is our Halloween special. So let's get started. The first story that we are reading today is called The Big Toe. This is the very first story that when you start reading the book, it is the first story that's in the book. And when I read it as a kid, I just really liked it. And that's kind of the story that really got me into the book. But there's a lot of good ones inside of it. It's a bunch of short stories. But this one for sure was like the hook for me. So I'm going to read you The Big Toe. And here we go. A boy was digging at the edge of a garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk and it came off in his hand. Then he heard something groan and scampered away. 
The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mother. It looks nice and plump, she said. I'll put it in the soup, and we'll have it for supper. That night, his father carved the toe into three pieces, and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once, but in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a voice, and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It will never find me. Then he heard the voice once more, only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it'll be gone. But soon he heard the back door open and again he heard the voice. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened, shaking with fear. He listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed. Then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. You got it. There's also another ending to the story, and I'll read that one too. The big toe also had another ending when the boy heard the voice calling for its toe. He finds a strange looking creature up inside the chimney. The boy is so frightened he can't move. He just stands there and stares at it. Finally, he asks, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you got such big eyes for? And the creature answered, To look you through and through. What, 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 what you got such big claws for? To scratch up your grave. What, 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 what you got such a big mouth for? To swallow you whole. What, what, what you got? Such sharp t t teeth for? To chomp your bones. <laughs> That's the second ending to that book. What I find interesting and I never understood, why did they eat the toe? That's just unusual to me. Like, oh, it looks nice and plump. Let's eat it. That's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, but it's a, good, it's a good story. So that's the big toe. All right. Here's the next one. The girl 
who stood on a grave. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street, and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said. Then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There is nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself, but she was scared anyways. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the ground. And she started to leave, but she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has gotten me, she screamed as she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to go find her. They found her body across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and pinned it to the ground. So nothing really got her. It was only the knife that held her. She died of fright. Pretty terrifying if you ask me, right? <laughs> Alright. I think the moral of that story was don't ever do dares like that. <laughs> Especially alone. Alright. The next story is The Bride. The minister's daughter had just gotten married. After the wedding ceremony, there was a great feast with music and dancing and contests and games, even old games the children played. When they got to play hide and seek, the bride decided to hide in her grandfather's trunk up in the attic. They'll never find me there, she thought. As she climbed into the trunk, the lid came down and cracked her on the head, and she fell unconscious inside the lid slammed shut and locked. No one will ever know how long she called for help or how hard she struggled to free herself from that tomb. Everyone in the village searched for her and they looked almost everywhere, but no one thought of looking in the trunk. After a week, her brand new bridegroom and all the others gave her up for lost. Years later, a maid went up into the attic looking for something she needed. Maybe it is in the trunk, she thought. She opened it and screamed. There laid the missing bride in her wedding dress. But by then, she was only 
a skeleton. Poor bride. She didn't even get to enjoy being married because, you know, she turned into a skeleton. So, alright, the next story is called The Brown Suit. A woman came into a funeral parlor to see her husband's corpse. You did a good job, she said to the undertaker. He looks just the way he always looked, except for one thing. My husband always wore a brown suit, but you have him dressed in a blue suit. That's no problem, said the undertaker. We can easily change it. When she returned later, her husband was wearing a brown suit. Now he looks just the way he always did, she said. I know you went to a lot of trouble. It was no trouble, he said. As it happened, there is a man here who was wearing a brown suit, and his widow felt that the blue suit would be better. He is about your husband's size, so he gave him the blue one and gave your husband the brown one. Even so, she said, changing all the clothes was a big job. Not really, said the undertaker. All we did was exchange their heads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess that was easier for him just switching heads and not the actual outfit. <laughs> Interesting. All right. The next one is called The Appointment. A 16-year-old boy worked on his grandfather's horse farm. One morning, he drove a pickup truck into town on an errand. While he was walking along the main street, he saw death. Death beckoned to him. The boy drove back to the farm as fast as he could and told his grandfather what happened. Give me the truck, he begged. I'll go to the city. He'll never find me there. His grandfather gave him the truck, and the boy sped away. After he left, his grandfather went into town looking for death. When he found him, he asked, Why did you frighten my grandson that way? He's only 16. He's too young to die. I'm sorry about that, said death. I did not mean to beckon to him. But I was surprised to see him here. You see, I have an appointment with him this afternoon in the city. I hope you enjoyed this so far. This is the last one for today's Halloween special. It is called Harold. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains to graze. Usually they stayed there with the cows for two months. Then they would bring them down to the valley again. The work was easy enough, but oh, it was so boring. All the day the two men tended their cows. At night they went back to the tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper and worked in the garden and went to sleep. It was always the same. Day after day the same. Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. 
Let's make a doll the size of a man, he said. It would be fun to make, and we could put it in the garden to scare away the birds. It should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. They made the doll out of old sacks stuffed with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold's and tiny eyes like his. Then they added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning on their way to the pasture, they, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare away the birds. Each night they brought him inside so that he wouldn't get ruined if it rained or in the weather. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them might say, How are the vegetables growing today, Harold? Then the other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in a crazy voice, Very slowly. They both would laugh, <laughs> but not Harold. Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick him or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take the food they were eating, which they both were sick of eating, and smeared it on the doll's face. How do you like that stew, Harold? He would ask. Well, you better eat it or else. Then the two men would howl with laughter. <laughs> One night after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? Asked Alfred. He's just a sack of straw. It's not possible. Let's throw him in the fire, said Thomas. And that will be that. Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind. For now, let's just keep an eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in a corner of the hut. They did not talk or take him outside anymore. Now and then, the doll would grunt, but that was all. After they decided there was nothing to be afraid of, maybe a mouse or an insect has gotten inside of Harold and were making those sounds. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they put Harold out in the garden, and each night they brought him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they would joke with him. When they felt mean, they would treat him as badly as ever. Then that night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growling, he said. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas said. Maybe it's just our imaginations, Alfred replied. We have been up here on this mountain way too long. The next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. He climbed on the rooftop and trotted back and forth like a horse on its hind legs. All day and all night long, he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in a far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what to do next. They were afraid. They decided to take the cows down into the valley that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. They felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. 
But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized they had forgotten to bring the milking stools. Neither wanted to go back for them, but the stools would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told each other. After all, what could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would have to go back. It was Thomas. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred walked on towards the valley. When Alfred came to a rise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere. But he did see Harold. The doll was on the rooftop of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. Ah! Probably was Thomas. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that is all the stories that we are going to read today for our Halloween special. Again, scary stories to tell in the dark. Like I said, there are three of them, and this book that I have is a collection of all three of them. Scary stories to tell in the dark, more scary stories to tell in the dark, and scary stories three, more tells to chill your bones with a nightlight close at hand. And then even New York Times said, read these if you dare. <laughs> it's a good book. That is our Halloween special. And we read some creepy stories from one of my favorite books. And also there was a movie that was recently released a couple of years ago, maybe one or two, maybe three, of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. If you like the stories, for sure check the movie out, buy the book, help support all things creepy and scary and dark. For sure buy the book, it's fun. It's a good time to read, especially if you have young ones or you just like reading stories around the campfire for scariness. This is a good book. Like I said, this is our Halloween special, so today is Halloween. So we wish you a very, 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 very safe and happy Halloween. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you've been listening to all of them, we really appreciate you. We hope to continue to grow and to keep doing these podcasts and hopefully slowly to make a difference in the horror and haunt community. We appreciate you all so, so much. Without you, there is no show. So give yourself a round of applause. Well, happy, happy, happy Halloween. Until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Haunted Attractions and Horror Galore Podcast. If you're interested in being a sponsor or being on the show or have any other questions, please feel free to go to usahauntsearch.com Haunted Attraction and Horror Galore Podcast Brought to you by USA Haunt Search and Halizona Sponsored by United Zombies of America UZA's Sinister Sin UZA's Miscreation Haunted Attraction Haunting with Heart Documentary Beneficiary Oddity 13